Hi, y'all. My name is Sarah, and this is Afros in the Diaspora. And I just want to welcome you all to the very, very, very first episode of this podcast. So please, a round of applause wherever you are. Um, and if you have a glass, a glass of wine, water, a water bottle, just cheers with me to longevity. Cheers to finally doing it. Cheers to stepping out in courage. And uh, let's have a great time. It's been a long time coming, and I'm grateful to God, first of all. A lot of things have happened. This podcast almost did not happen multiple times, but here I am. I really, truly feel like this is something I'm supposed to do, and I'm just grateful and glad that it, it's finally happening. <laughs> so a little bit about myself. My name is Sarah, Sarah Uwadiai. I am a Nigerian living in Canada. I am an artist. I work in theater, in film. I'm a visual artist. I'm a filmmaker, uh, director, writer, producer. And in theater, I work as a set and costume designer. I'm also interested in directing and writing for theater, for the stage. Um, I enjoy experimental work, exploring, and just following curiosities. And now I'm a podcaster, so we're just going to add that to the list of things. About my immigrant experience, it's actually pretty straightforward. I moved to Canada as a student for my master's program. I did my undergrad in theater arts. Studying theater arts with Nigerian parents in a Nigerian household is a different topic for a different time. But I studied theater arts and I got the opportunity to move to Canada to study for my master's in theater design with a study permit. And then from there, got my work permit. And then from there, got my PR. And now I'm settled in Canada. So Canada truly is a second home for me. Nigeria will always be number one. And I am grateful to have two homes. None of them are perfect. Every country has its own challenges. There is no perfect society. I always say immigrating is trading one set of problems for a new set of problems. So it just depends on what set of problems you'd rather have. It's all about perspective, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically my, like, the long and short of my process of, you know, moving and relocating and living in Canada and I faced a lot of things when I first moved here. I f it was the first time I discovered that I am not just a Nigerian. I'm not just a Bini girl. I'm not just from Edo State or West Africa. I am Black. I had never in my life been identified as a Black person, and suddenly the color of my skin became a mode of identification, like a lot of other immigrants in the West will um, attest to. It's It could be really jarring, really, um, and it could be really, it, it takes a little bit of adjusting to kind of accept, I guess, that descriptor, and sometimes you don't really have the opportunity to further explain or further introduce yourself or a state that you're that even though, yes, I'm Black, but I'm African, I'm Nigerian from West Africa, I am from Edo State within Nigeria, and, you know, just the nuances of Blackness is sometimes overlooked. Um, and I know that some immigrants, uh, whether, you know, they're African immigrants or they're from the Caribbean, um, and whether they're, you know, relocating to Canada, the U.S., the U.K., wherever, it takes a bit of adjustment to kind of accept this new identity that is thrust upon you by the society you really truly have no choice so that was an interesting experience for me the weather here was another shocker <laughs> Canada could be a really cold country depending on the area you live in I live in Calgary Alberta and um, it gets really cold here I think Calgary 
maybe four to six months in a year is winter. It's not that bad, but it could, it really could be that bad, uh, depending on the year and a few other things. But yeah, the cold was a, was another shocker coming from the warm and humid climate in Nigeria, coming from only two seasons, raining season and dry season, to four seasons, winter, summer, fall, spring, and you know, the time zone, the time difference, all that stuff. I think one main culture, like one major culture shock I experienced when I first moved here was that it was quiet. Now, remember that I am moving from Lagos, Nigeria, where the streets, like for, for everywhere to be quiet, it just does not happen. If you hear cars honking, you hear people, you know, hawking on the streets or selling things. You hear, you know, people watching match somewhere. You hear all sorts of things. When I first moved here, I just remember like tapping my ear one day. Like I was, I'm like, wait, is this place on mute? Like, what is happening? Why is it so quiet? <laughs> that was something that like, it took me a second to adjust to, to just be like, yeah, Sarah, well, this is a quiet society. Like you don't even honk that much. If you're honking, you're honking, you know, with, with the restraint, you're not going crazy on the, on the horn on your car. And even when the person in front of you is driving like a crazy person. So that was very, very interesting to me. You know, there are no like stores don't just play loud music. Like the market scenarios are different. There's just a lot of like <laughs> differences with the way things work. Another big difference for me, cultural uh, shock that I experienced was the bus system, the transit system, the Lagos transit system, night and day when, it, when I moved here. I was so new. I didn't even know how to stop the bus. Like I didn't realize that it was the yellow string thing by the window that you pull to stop the bus. It was a particular day I was going to Walmart. I had to follow the bus all the way to the last bus stop. And by the time I started to see the way people were stopping the bus, it had already passed my bus stop. That was an interesting experience. I will never forget that. I tell that story a lot. You'll probably hear it again on this podcast. So bear with me. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so there were a few things that were shockers to me. Um, the Canadian politeness was another interesting thing that I, you know, found. You would just be walking on the road and, you know, if you lock eyes with someone, they just, there's just this quick smile that they give you and they just keep on going their way. And the first time that it happened, I was like, wait, what, who, what, what? <laughs> I looked behind me to see like, who's this person smiling at? And I didn't see anyone. So I'm like, oh, is it me? And by the time I turned, the person was gone. And I just remember feeling like shocked and confused. And then it happened again and again. And I'm like, oh, this must be a thing that people do. And then I asked like a couple of friends that I had, like, have you all noticed this thing? And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's not just me. <laughs> so that was interesting. That was that was very um, validating for me. I'm like, OK, now I'm not going crazy. I don't like it's not like I knew this people from anywhere and like, I forgot about them. They're just trying to be polite. Now I just I mean, I give the smile. I don't I, you know, it's give or take for me. But that was a that was a very the final cultural shock I'll give is the currency, the difference between the Nigerian Naira and the Canadian dollar or the US dollar. It's crazy. And, you know, the rates keep rising and dropping and whatever, like the currency difference was a big thing. So when I first got here to buy something, I'll be like, wait, how much is this in Naira? <laughs> and that would dictate whether I spend that money or not. <laughs> Before you spend a dollar, you would think two, three times like, wait, 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 wait. This $1 is 1,000 Naira right now. So are you telling me that I'm about to buy a sandwich for 10,000 Naira? A sandwich, bread and butter and egg for, for, ten, for $10? You know, and you start doing all the math and you're like, wait, no, it's not worth it. Or it's worth it. And then over time, you kind of outgrow that. But initially, when I first move, you're, you're constantly 
you know, changing the currency in your mind. If you see the price of something, you're like, wait, so this bubble gum like this that I'm looking at is four dollars. So you're telling me it's four thousand naira, and then you either buy it or you don't. And it's very interesting because by the time you return back to your country for a visit or whatever, then you're comparing everything to the dollar. So then you're like, wait, this 10,000 Naira thing is $10? Please, I'll take two. (laughs) You know, it's just interesting how that change happens. Yeah, so those were some of the, you know, cultural shocks and surprises that I experienced. I remember my first snowfall. Uh, (laughs) Oh my goodness. I looked like such a, people were passing me on the street laughing and chuckling because I looked like a proper JJC Johnny just come like I looked like a like a tourist (laughs) I looked like a person that never seen snow before and that was correct because I'd never seen snow before so I was very shocked and surprised and excited and I came downstairs I just wore my coat my shoes my you know my hat and my scarf and I bundled up and layered up or whatever and I came downstairs and I just looked into the sky at the snow falling and then it was falling on my face and then you know I was fascinated I'm like what is this white fluff I've seen it in movies I heard about it but I'm experiencing it for the first time (laughs) oh my goodness and (laughs) it what I look literally looked like a child that just saw snow for the first time I wrote my name in the snow s-a-r-a-h I even took a photo or or a snapchat video and I remember then then um friends of mine that were on snapchats were like oh my god who's this bush girl (laughs) that they took to Canada for God's sake. So that was that was my first experience with snow. I still remember that evening. It was the first big snowfall of the fall season, um, you know, going into winter. And it just was, it was beautiful. It was pure white. I was just taken by it. And then the next morning, all the cars had already driven on it on the snow and it was ugly. It, it looked like mud. It went from looking beautiful and pure white to muddy and brown and ugh. <laughs> yes. So I love snow when it first falls, but then when people drive on it and stuff and then it just looks it just looks like dirty yeah it goes from looking nice and white to dirty really quickly those are some of my first experiences in Canada what inspired this podcast this podcast was inspired by my own personal experiences I've talked a little bit about some of the firsts that I had in Canada and some of the culture shocks I experienced but it really was very lonely like the Canadian society is a very individualistic society like a lot of like western countries while in a lot of African and like black communities whether it's in Africa or the Caribbean it's very communal you can go to your neighbor's house and eat you can sleep in your neighbor's house if you know like it's there's just a lot of community like during Christmas I remember growing up we would you know my mom would cook and we would share food to our neighbors and they would share food to us like it just was that even for the Muslims like during Eid we would they would send food our way because during Christmas we'll sent for to them like it just was this beautiful thing that you know I grew up experiencing and even when we moved places um, as we grew older the community was still there Um, and that was very seriously missing I think it was something that I didn't even know mattered to me until I moved to Canada and it just you know I got very isolated you go to class and you come back to your your dom or whatever your residence and you do your assignment if you're lucky there are other black people in your department if you're not they're not you know so um 
building, you know, community for me when I first moved here was really hard. And it was hard to like maintain because like because even when you make friends here and there, like schedules are different. People have different, you know, class times and exam times and projects and stuff like that that they're working on. People live in different places. If you don't have a car, it's really hard to move around and things like that. So it can get really isolating really quickly and it can get really depressing. Actually, you can start to really feel it, the loneliness and isolation. And there were some things that I experienced that I wish I had someone close enough to talk to or I could hear someone else's story to just say, yeah, I experienced that too. That's okay. You'll be fine. Like just some validation. Sometimes you don't realize it, but it's necessary as a human being just to not feel alone, just to feel like, you know, you can, you can get through something. You can, you will come out on the other side of whatever it is, whether it's going through school, the assignments, because school can be really, really stressful here. I mean, anywhere in the world, but schooling here, you know, you're paying so much in fees, the pressure to do well in school or be returned back to your country. Or if you're not doing well in school, your parents can say, well, we're no longer paying your school fees and you have to figure yourself out. If you're working as a student, that's also another layer of things you have to, you know, balance for yourself. And then while also keeping uh, an above average CGPA, um, and then if you do not have like a friend group or whatever, that can be really difficult to some people find it really hard to, you know, find a place of worship or, find, you know, like settling can be really difficult if you come by yourself it's really hard. If you come by yourself, you don't have any family here. You have to kind of figure out your family and your community from scratch. That can be really tough. A space like this is important. A space like this where people that are, whether they're considering moving to, you know, the diaspora, wherever it is outside of their home country as a Black or an African person, whether you're considering moving or you have already moved or you just moved or you're, you've moved for a long time. I just felt the importance to create a safe space, a brave space where we can come together and just share experiences so that other people can learn from it, so that we can share hope, we can share, you know, courage, we can share some sort of like validation for people in whatever phase of their lives as immigrants that they are currently, whether they're students, whether they're working, whether they're new graduates looking for a job, whether, you know, you've moved as a PR and you're in a transitional job while taking exams to actually practice your profession in a new country, whether you are a refugee, whatever circumstances you've had to move under, it can be really isolating. It can be really lonely. And I'm offering this podcast as a brave space where we can come together. We can vent about some of our experiences because like I said earlier, no society is perfect. Canada, the US, the diaspora comes with its own issues and challenges that are very unique. You know, we can vent about things that are on our chest or we can rant and just be like, you know what? I would like to rant today. Like those moments are important. We are human beings and it's very valuable to be able to share those experiences with others so that they can receive value from it, they can learn from it, they can grow from it so that people don't have to make, you know, mistakes that you've already made. They can learn from it, do better, make better choices in whatever area of life. Yeah, it's just a space where we can come together, share the highs and lows of our experiences as immigrants. There will be some solo episodes where it's just me talking and then there'll be lots of episodes with guests they just come on and share their experiences as immigrants it could be general just how they found their themselves in Canada and how they've been pushing it or how they've been able to build a business as an immigrant 
no subject is off limits. We will be talking about everything from, you know, dating and relationships, interracial relationships and otherwise. We'll be discussing mental health. We'll be discussing, you know, sense of self and identity. We'll be discussing, you know, raising a family, marriage, building and finding community, friendships, navigating school, career, everything. We'll be talking about every single thing. I believe that there is beauty in our stories and power in our voices. And I firmly believe that we are stronger together. So the aim and purpose for this podcast is that is that people can learn something new, grow, be entertained, laugh, chuckle, giggle. If you're having a rough day, maybe it's a little better because of this podcast. Maybe if you're going through something or you feel alone, you're not sure how to navigate it or you are a new immigrant. Whatever the case may be, this is a space for African and Black immigrants to come and just be. Let us talk. Let's chat. Let's laugh. Let's cry. Let's be mad and let's be joyful. Let's go through the highs and lows of human emotion as we just navigate life and share experiences with each other so that we can learn from each other, build strength and resilience from each other's stories, have hope for our own situations by listening to that of others, and know that if somebody else did it, you can do it too. There are people who have come to the diaspora and have built million dollar businesses and have done absolutely incredible things. And sometimes as a newcomer with your one suitcase, you're like, how am I going to do this? And it can seem so daunting and seem so overwhelming. You can feel so isolated and it can be so isolating. This podcast is just an offering of community to you. It's an offering of friendship to you and just a reminder that you're not alone. So many people are doing it and they do it every day and you can learn from them if they can do it you can do it too and our guests are just ordinary people maybe in the future we'll have celebrities hey <laughs> but for now we're just you know sharing we're having normal people like you and me just come and share their own stories what has worked their own experiences living in the diaspora like i said earlier nothing is off limits we'll talk about racism yes i said it it's a topic worth worth discussing. We'll discuss that, you know, discrimination, all that stuff. Yeah, it's a very blatant reality that if you're living in the diaspora, you will have to face at some point. So just, you know, learning about how other people have navigated it, learning healthy ways to go about it. There'll be interviews with guests where people come and share their stories. And then there'll be episodes where we just catch crews, like where we just vibe <laughs> and talk about you know random topics in the world right now we may have segments where it's like ask an immigrant and you could just send questions in and have people answer it in their own unfiltered point of views as immigrants and stuff like that we are not claiming to know everything and have all the information all we're doing is sharing our our experiences in the hope that it will help others and make someone else's life better. On another note, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, feel free to send a DM to Afros in the Diaspora on Instagram or send an email to hi at afrosinthediaspora.com. So that is hi at afrosinthediaspora.com. So join me, join us for the ride. We are all imperfect humans on an imperfect journey full of unknowns and we are really and truly doing the best that we can and this podcast is providing the space for us to share that 
And I believe that's all I have for for this first episode. I hope that this episode was able to give a very clear understanding of who I am, where I'm coming from, my heart and inspiration behind creating this podcast. And I hope that you look forward to the upcoming episodes. I hope you, you know, stay tuned, follow, share, like, comment, review, and share your thoughts on the episodes with us at Afros in the Diaspora on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you again for your time and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.